This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Three receivers, now four. Shotgun, full. Second and ten. Falls back again. He's looking, he's looking, he's pumping. He is going deep and is it a touchdown? I've been waiting the signal. It is. It is touchdown. It goes all the way down. A 22-yard touchdown to Clement. What irony. Welcome back. It is the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio. Of course, that was a Matt Patricia-led defense that Nick Foles torched in the Super Bowl in February of 2018. And everyone, that's the last time Matt Patricia was the defensive coordinator slash play caller on a team. He obviously led the defense in Detroit as a head coach. He went back to New England and he was like some sort of senior assistant. Then he took over the offense. But I find it ironic that the Eagles turned to the guy that they torched for their only Isn't Super Bowl ironic, championship. Don't you think? It is. It is ironic. Welcome back. Midday show. 215-592-9494. Let's get to the phone lines here. Your reaction to all this. Both Hugh and I think this is a panicky move. I do see the merit in it, and I think it could work out to be a good thing. But it feels panicky. The Eagles switch coordinators on defense, switch the play caller on defense. Sean Desai out. Matt Patricia in. We got a game tonight. Eagles and the Seahawks. And in a few minutes, I'm going to give you a recent example where a team did this very similar thing, and it worked out and led to a championship. Ron in Monco. Good morning, Ron. Ron. Jiggle Ron. You. He said Jiggle. What's the up, buddy? First shoe, the first shoe has dropped. My prediction is on pace. It's, it's right where I right where I figured it would be. So we got the first shoe to drop. Joe, is this starting to feel like something that uh, we kind of went through a few years back? Yes, it is. It's starting, ah, to, it's starting to feel like the it, head coach really? being, yeah, like the head coach is being That's undermined exactly by the front office. It's exactly what it is. The dynamic has not changed between the ivory tower and the head coaching and the coaches. It's the same thing, and it's all coming apart. And it's and this is how it's gotten down to the locker room, and it's gotten onto the field, and it's spread. Okay, and this is this is it. I mean, I think they'll make it to the end of the year, but they're not going to make it past that because it it is what it is. Now, Joe, remember, 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 uh, Doug Peterson got up there and he was definitive on a couple of answers. And then two days later, he, he came back and he, he was like, well, you know, I, I kind of didn't mean that, you know, that's because they told him, no, we're not doing that. Well, you're doing this. Yeah. It was Mike Groh, okay? Ron. It was, it was his offensive quarter, Mike Groh, right after the playoff game, they lost to Seattle 2019. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, he said right. he would be back. And two days later he was fired. <laughs> yeah, he was fired. Right. It's the same exact thing. It's a shame, 
I thought that we had moved away from it. You know, you you were not here for this. I was not, but, but I've, I've heard stories. You're going to, but don't worry. It's not going to be boring around here for the next two years. I promise you. you your head will spin when you see what's about to happen here. Okay? Now, my biggest concern, again, and it will remain my biggest concern, that my that my quarterback, okay, gets hurt in the middle of this. Okay, that's what I'm concerned about because it's found its way to the field. And as you can see, you see how this kid has looked. He's looked lost. He's looked lost. And it's because of what these coaches are, what they're not doing and what they are doing. And it's, it's a shame. It's a shame because we got, we got a lot of talent on this team. We got a good quarterback, a better than a good quarterback. He needs direction. He needs reins on him. I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's a stallion, man. You got to control his kid or else he's going to get himself kid killed. And if, and here's another thing. Here's another thing. Who, who, who leaves the, the quarterback, your golden boy in when you're getting trounced? Yeah. Sirianni. Totally yeah, Sirianni did that a few weeks ago. And, and I, I thought that was ridiculous. Ron, appreciate the phone calls always. A cheery phone call from Well, Ron. Um, there's a lot to digest. He's patting himself on the back. He, there's he, a lot to digest. He saw this coming, and he thinks Sirianni's tenure is on shaky ground. Hope you're I, happy, Ron. I'll tell you what. I, I'm going to be fascinated tonight after the game. Now, depending on how the game goes, it'll probably be a different kind of set of questions. Right? Jalen plays. Jalen does the play. The Mariota stuff. We'll get into that, and you know, we'll see tonight. But let's just say, whatever. When, when the questions start tonight, Hugh, what happened? What? Why'd you make the move? Did you make the move? I, I can't wait to hear how Sirianni answers it because, Hugh, we played it in the first segment. We have the head coach last week saying he's not going to make a move. He trusts Sean Desai, and now Sean Desai is not calling the plays on defense. So something changed here. I think the best way to save your face in this situation is just say it was fluid and things changed, ebb and flow of the season, and things changed on the fly. That's the only thing you can say in this situation because, to your point, we're all speculating yep. on what the heck happened between Monday and Saturday. It was all good just a week ago. You know, when we talk about before we played that Dallas game, how everything seemed fine and he was real strong on the fact that, you know, he didn't feel like his defense coordinator needed to be singled out or anything like that. You just can't blame one person. The message has changed. The message has changed. The message has changed drastically because it is to a lot of people there. It it does feel like the defensive coordinator is the scapegoat. Of course, he is. And 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 I say that because of this: the fact that Bayard has not been here that long, has not been here that long, but he has enough cachet that he can come in and say, "Yo, let me let me do the let me do the uh, secondary scouting." Uh, report Mm -hmm. he a coach no I've never I've never heard of anything like that that is interesting to me and not only that all of this happened in on a Saturday well the buyers thing was earlier in the week but everything else that happened that transpired is on a Saturday that tells me that number one they didn't want to answer questions about what they were trying to do they didn't want a whole week of being distracted yep from that, so what? What is that saying? Is better to ask for for permission. Is better to ask for forgiveness than yeah. than permission. Yeah, because permission you get no, but yeah, forget, yeah, you, yeah. you do it and you're like, well, yeah. I, so I'm that's sorry. What it, yeah. That's what it is. So 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 it was one of those things where they felt they didn't have they didn't want to deal with the media, and you know 
They just decided to do what they did. And on top of that, again, the fact that Slay has been playing with this knee injury or this knee, whatever this knee issue is, he's been playing with it all year long. And he decides on a Saturday, nah, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and uh, get my knee get my knee scope. Yeah, I'll see you guys in a few weeks. So I, I heard Elliot this morning say this, and I agree with him. I actually think the Eagles made it worse by the timing. If, if they had come out on Wednesday and said, we're going to make a change of coordinator, this happens in the NFL. The, the, the Bills did this six weeks ago. And, it, you know, they moved on. Everyone moved on. It was a couple days like, oh, boy, what's going on in Buffalo? And they've played well since then. Their offense has been better since Joe Brady became the coordinator rather than uh, Ken Dorsey. This happens in the NFL. This isn't the – but, Hugh, you said it. They didn't want to answer questions. Mm-hmm. Think about when the news broke yesterday. You think this is any coincidence that Jay Glazer had this report as the Eagles boarded a six-hour flight to, to Seattle and they won't speak again until after a game? Yeah, because you're no not talking about it. And you saw – even John Clark was trying to figure out the, the story from afar yeah. when he was in Seattle. It's the same thing as the Doug thing we brought up. He, he said, Mike Rose, my coordinator. They fired him two days later. I believe if my timeline is right back then, Doug didn't speak again until the coaches' breakfast. They have in the, whatever it is, in March or whatever. Like, it was months later he spoke. So, like, you just you throw something out there. No one could say anything. You can't really ask real questions for days or, or obviously, in that situation, months at a time. I don't think that is a coincidence. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 215-592-9494. It feels panicky. We both feel it, though I do think this could actually be for the good. Steve in Egg Arbor Township. What's up, Steve? Yeah, what's going on? I mean, this is I mean, you have to be blind not to see that this is definitely not a Nick Sirianni move or this will be major contradiction to what he did. This is exactly what happened with Doug Peterson when he went to his press conference and said, I I picked my coordinators and these are the guys I'm staying with. And then the next day they were both fired. I mean, come on. This is pretty obvious. And and I'm so tired of Slay. Uh, It's not even funny. It's time to get rid of this bum at the end of the year. I don't care what anybody says. When you give up 109 points in three games, you cannot, you cannot, come out and sit there and say, I played well. Because if he was a shutdown corner or even a good corner, he could take away at least a third of the field like a Jalen Ramsey, which he cannot do anymore. His days are beyond him. Time to cut him loose. And I think he's done here. Steve, I, th- I think we've I seen think the he, last. He inadvertently life. did that when he yep. had the surgery at the timing he had it. That's, that, no I'm sorry, that, that's a taboo. Like, you don't, you don't do that. And and I don't know how bad, like, this is me talking from the perspective of an O'Hare player. If you could play, it, the timing of this surgery is all wrong. It is. And you were awesome, my man. I just want to let you know. I remember you. I'm 62. So I saw you in your prime. You were awesome. I loved every time I saw you on the field. You were an animal. And I loved what you did to Thomas in Chicago. They should be doing more of that, in my opinion. <laughs> Steve, we appreciate the phone call. I agree with – my first thought when I saw the Slay News is his time as an Eagle is about to be over. Yeah. He, I think they're going to have two new starting corners next year. I mean, Bradbury is, is, cook, is, is about to be cooked. And Slay – has not been bad this year, but I also think we're getting in the wrong side of, of 30. He's just going to get worse as years go on. 
And like, I, I'm still bothered by Friday. The idea that he had, does his podcast or whatever. I know there's probably more to it than we heard, but we saw a clip and we heard a clip from his podcast about how well he played last week as they gave up 33 points that got torched by Dallas. Dude, I don't care. And I don't want to hear it. So I, I, th- I think we're at the end of the Darius Slay thing. All right, let me, let me throw this in there because I, I do think, although this is panicky and I think a lot of us feel that today. Yeah, I mean, listen, this is the Eagles hitting the button, not even me this time. They're hitting the button. There is a a chance this turns out to be a really good move for the Eagles. Matt Burke, former center for the Baltimore Ravens, we had him on the show about a week and a half ago. And listen to what he said about how teams can change within a season, including his Ravens team, 2012, that won the Super Bowl. Well, last year it seems like Philly just kind of steamrolled through everything, right? And you're Mm -hmm. blowing people out and everybody's having fun. And this year it's been a little bit more of a struggle. And I actually think that's probably a good thing if I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, Hugh, you know, you can't play great for 16 or now 17 games. It gets ugly. You go up and down. And when you don't play your best football early on, you're always going to hit a a bad patch. I I remember my last year in Baltimore, we won it. We lost four of our last five games. And they always talk about well, the teams that play the best in December, you know, they're the teams that go on. We played our worst football in December, but it's a little bit of a wake-up call. So I think if I, if I want to say the glass is half full and I'm an Eagles fan, I'm saying it's been a struggle, still found ways to win games, win a lot of games. I mean, you're 10-2. and two. So that was Matt Burke with us a couple weeks ago, right? And, and he's talking about the 2012 Ravens. He was on. They won the Super Bowl. He thought about it. December was a struggle. Listen to this parallel. The, the Ravens were 9-4. and four. Eagles, obviously, 10-3. and three. The Ravens. We're in first place at 9-4. and four. They had had back-to-back losses. You know what they did, Hugh, after their 13th game? They fired their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They fired Cam Cameron, and they put in Jim Caldwell, who was the quarterback's coach at the time, and they made him the coordinator. Six, seven, eight weeks later, whatever it was, Joe Flacco plays the best football of his life under a new coordinator. They win the Super Bowl. So, I mean, it, it, we, this was like, what, 12, 13 years ago? Yeah. It's not that 11 years ago. It's not that long ago. We saw a team fire a coordinator while they're winning. I mean, they were 9-4, and four, Eagles 10-3, and three, obviously playoff teams. So it, this could work. I'm not sure it's going to, but it could. Yeah, and I give you that, Joe. I mean, that, there are some facts there that I, I cannot deny, but, but here's the thing. I, I don't recall that moment, and I wasn't, you know, covering that team. But this feels – with everything that's been said and the way that we've been led to believe that there's nothing wrong, that this feels like it's it's a panic move and it was a move not made by the head coach. So like, I agree with you, Hugh, and here's the one difference, right, because we're making a comparison. Mm-hmm. That one was done on a Monday after their second straight because, loss. And here's the reason why you do stuff like this on a Monday. You get prepared for the week, so there's nothing different there's no communication lapses anything like that you give yourself time to prepare for the week with a new coordinator new probably not new terminology but just different way of doing things the fact that that Bayard is is the guy that is is has done the game plan in the secondary to me blows my mind he hasn't been here that long we were just talking about a few weeks ago him just getting up to speed to the concepts that we were running here. Now, all of a sudden, he's he's the guy that's done the game plan for the secondary? Interesting. Yeah, and you talk about leadership, right? We're wondering where this came from, the Sirianni uh, thing, the idea that he came out last week and said, Sean decides my guy, this is why we hired him, no changes to come. I'm reading the article here from the Ravens example I brought you from 2012. Harbaugh announced it on Monday and said it was the hardest decision he had ever, ever had to make as a head coach. Like, he told everyone. This came out because Jake Laser told us. 
If Jake Lazer doesn't get that story yesterday, do, do we know tonight? Or do we like, why? We're, why, we're like, surprise, surprise. Wait, why is Sean Desai in the booth? <laughs> Patricia in the. Like, Where's Matt Patricia? Yeah. I'm serious. If, if Glazer doesn't break the story yesterday, do we know until the game starts tonight? And not only that. Surprise. And not only, not only that. The unexpected. There, <laughs> the unexpected. No, and the thing, the thing about this is, is that everybody at that point, is scrambling to get in front of it. Everybody's trying to figure out what's going on because there was speculation of whether or not because the first story was he got he got fired. Well, he was demoted. Yeah. And then it was like, okay, technically he's still the defensive coordinator. He's just not calling the plays. Which so, yeah. I mean like basically you got demoted. Yeah. And then the Eagles even put out Am I right about this? They put out a tweet yesterday clarifying what they had done, which was kind of weird to begin with, putting out like, hey, uh, yeah, this was yesterday. Uh, yesterday at 4.30. Okay, coaching update for Monday night's game versus Seattle Seahawks. Senior defensive assistant Matt Patricia will serve as the defensive play caller and, we lo- will, and will be located on the field. What's the? Why did they tweet that? It was very weird. I've never seen a team tweet like, hey, we're going to move this guy here and that guy there during the – like, what? Very bizarre behavior. Those had to be some tense conversations to have. Because <clears throat> you you are brought in here to fix this defense. Now, technically, you know, when you look at it, and I know the fans would not agree with this, and that's fine, the defensive concept is sound. What he was running was sound. They were getting after the quarterback. I know uh, Hassan Reddick got off to a slow start, but initially when he got going, I think he was seven, eight sacks in, ten sacks in this year so far. So you look across the board, they're sound. Now, you can make the argument that, a couple weeks, they've been a little down, especially in the pass rush department. But they've been making a lot of mistakes in the secondary. They've been making a lot of mistakes. It's just curious that that's going on. And on top of that, Joe, it's a first-year defensive coordinator. I know. First-year defensive coordinator where you're going to have lumps. You're going to hit bumps in the road. You're going to have growing pains. But the team is still 10-3. and three. It, it just screams to me panicky. This is almost the equivalent. Could you imagine – in Jim Johnson's first year as defense coordinator, if if there were mistakes being made on the back end and we were in a, in a playoff run, all of a sudden he gets demoted. I mean, I know it's a different story, but you know what I mean. I, I you know what I'm saying. Well, I no, I couldn't imagine that. Now, th- but this is now par for the course here with with Jeff and Howie. Hey guys, this is the way I view the way the Eagles view the coaching position. This is my just my theory. I think Jeff Lurie and Howie Roseman look at their coaches and coach. Like a manager in baseball. Like, hey, you just you go set the lineup and whatever, but we're in charge here. Because that's the way baseball is now. The manager has really have any power. And I typically football coaches do, but I, I don't sense that's the way things work here. Chris in Middletown. What's up, Chris? Here we go. Dallas sucks. Happy Merry Christmas. Thank you, Dallas. The absolute Glory that was fun to watch yesterday. The Bills just ran through them all afternoon, Chris. All right. Got that out of the way. Now, I got to address you, Joe. I got to address you, Hugh. All you soft losers that I already had to listen to whine and clean. It's damn game day. It's game day. I'm not listening to this crap about I'm scared. I'm nervous. Hit the alarm, Kyle. Stop being soft. Be warriors. Take the hill tonight. We're going out there. We're in Seattle. We're hawk hunting. We're crushing those fools. And then we're going to come back tomorrow, and all you soft 
losers are going to say, oh, we're back, we're back. It's game day. We're here to fight. We're ready to roll. I'm not listening to any weakness. We're about to dominate tonight. We're going to kill them. We're going to trust them. Lock the women and show it up. We're coming on. You R-E-E-A-T-L-E-S. Fly, Eagles, fly. Whew. You hung up the phone. Yeah, I was going to let him go until the phone hung up. I was going to hang up on him. Just let, let him go. I don't know how to handle the the, the pump-up speeches today. It's, it's like, it doesn't feel like a game it day. It does not feel like a game day. Like, I'm not. And geared up and excited for to, to go. To I mean, I'm, it. that's the Eagles' fault. We I'm excited to see blues. what's going to happen tonight. Well, me too. We don't because even know if the quarterback's playing. He he's gonna play. He gonna play, man. But here's, here's that is that an official report by the, Hugh Douglas. We can have an IV no. on the sideline. <laughs> the thing is this: like Marcus Mariota got the majority of the reps since Jalen was hurt. Sick. Well, yeah, sick. So, do you allow him? Do you? Play him knowing that the timing might be a little bit off and just go with Marcus Mariota. And we all know Marcus Mariota's skill set. Are we going to see more RPO tonight? With, like, with Jalen or with Mariota? With Mariota, if Mariota. Yeah, plays. I want to see zero of Mariota. That's what I'm hoping for. I, <laughs> That's here, what I want. Like, I got, I got ratioed a little bit yesterday because I was like, dude, I've seen this for 14 weeks. And I get where people are coming from because you want to be optimistic. But – during the, initially when I got the information, I'm not in a mood to be optimistic about Marcus Mariota being the starting quarterback, knowing that I still have PTSD about the way that he played. You may time. never recover. Fifty years from now, you Douglas, but no, man, and, and people are that year in Atlanta, me, Mariota and, played. He's and stuck. they're talking about and 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 it's it's just irritating because they're like, oh, Hugh, it might not be the same thing, and he's playing with better personnel now, and da 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 da, and I'm thinking to myself. It's not what I'm trying to not what I'm trying to hear right now. <laughs> not not at this moment. I'm not trying to hear that at this moment right now. But I will say this: I feel a little bit better about the optimism that the fan base showed yesterday. Yeah, feel a little bit better. And I do think there's a decent chance Jalen is actually going to play tonight. We'll see how how he plays and how healthy he is. But as far as the panic thing, the panic is the Eagles, guys. We we didn't we didn't demote Sean Desai. Like I didn't do that. Kyle didn't do that. You didn't do that. None of our, none of the listeners. WIP. Did, well, I, mean, I would have maybe if some given of the them. opportunity. Yeah, I mean, actually, I would <laughs> if say if given opportunity, you would have you would have demoted him. Yeah, there's there's problems. He's not to me. I swear, I don't see Coach Desai as the issue. I don't like. So I he's the scapegoat. Yes. You know. You know what I feel. I, I part of me wonders how much of this is the front office. Howie Jeff want clarity on what the problem is. So they built a defense. That defense right now can't cover anybody. I think they want to know, like, hey, is the coach messing up what we built here? Or, uh-oh, we got to rebuild this entire defense this offseason, and we need to have that clarity I, now. I, okay, this, this is an easy way to you can ask yourself this. Take anybody in our secondary. Take, you could take this whole defense and ask yourself, could they start for other 31 teams? So if I'm going from, – from, from, Take it from each position. Take Hassan Reddick. Yeah. Yes, can start for any team. So I say Reddick, Sweat. Davis, Carter, all could. Yes. Reed Blankenship. I'd say. Is Reed Blankenship. Could you say yeah. started for thir- all 31 teams? Not all 31. A, not all 31. Okay. But I'd say he for more than half the teams. He was okay, that's fine. And that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Because that's, that, that's, that's the measuring stick. The other, guy, the other guys? The other guy. Take take the uh, Maury. No. None, none of the linebackers would start. 
on any team in the NFL right and maybe, now. And, you know, you give the young guys a pass because they're young. You know, you give the young guys, some yeah. of the young guys a pass. Bradbury, by name you would say yes, but by play you would say no. I Byard. mean, he's Bayard. Half, uh, probably half the teams in the NFL? Yeah. Maybe. 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 He's, he's not played well. Like, yet. see, this is the thing. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's the players. I mean, I, I'm with you on this. Most of these guys are bodies. That's it. We got a body. We got a body. Yeah, they're kind of expensive bodies, though. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. I would love, in this scenario, to be one of those bodies. I would love to just be out just, there. T- send Henry a text. Money. Send Henry a text. <laughs> you guys need help? 215-592-9494. Are the Eagles panicking? We'll get back to your phone calls. Coming on the other side. 215-592-9494. And more on the story from The Athletic. Interesting report over the weekend on how the players started taking over from Sean Desai. (laughs) Oh, boy, a lot to discuss. Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP.